Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Hardy Realty Show. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios on downtown in downtown Rome, Georgia, on beautiful Broad Street, and it's a beautiful, crisp fall day. And um, we are joined by Lori Davidson from Hardy Realty. She's our Hardy Realty representative today. Hi, Lori. How are you? Oops, let me turn you up. There you go. (laughs) Go ahead. How are you? Hey there, Roger. Doing well, thanks. (laughs) And who is our guest, please, ma'am? Our guest is Tanya Dean. Um, She is going to talk to us today about a a nonprofit called Hope for Hearts. Hi, Tanya. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Thank Uh, y'all for having me. uh, Thanks for finding us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, It went to the wrong place first. I was a little late. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, So tell us a little bit about uh, your organization and your nonprofit here, Hope for Hearts. All righty. Well, again, thank y'all for having me. Um, Hope for Hearts is a nonprofit. It is for um, working single mothers and their children. We um, really started this, or or how this came to be, did not know this was going to be happening, but back in about 2011, 2012, um, felt like God had called us to uh, invite a mom and her children to come and live with us. It was a bad situation that she needed to... To come live with you. Yes. Oh, okay. Didn't start out that way. We started out with just visiting, getting to know one another and all of that. But over the course of time um, and getting to know her, realizing her situation and all that, we uh, we did. We invited her to live with us for a short amount of time to kind of help her to get a nest egg so that she could, you know, because she had a job, full-time job. It was a relatively decent job, but um, this would give her an opportunity to save so that she could get a place of her own with her kids. Um, like I said, her situation was not a healthy one for her to be in. And so in doing this, um, that's all we, we were just kind of doing what was in front of us at the time. We had no other intentions, but in getting to know her, my heart really began to break because I'm watching this firsthand in my home. It's not something that I'm just hearing about. I'm seeing her go to work. I'm watching the kids during you know the day. I'm, I'm seeing her do life. And um, again, she was getting paid more than minimum wage, but there was absolutely nothing left over nothing left over. And when I say, you know, saving, I mean, they would you know, have a Pop-Tart for breakfast and then she would put, if it was a fourth of a Pop-Tart left, she would put it in a Ziploc bag to save for breakfast the next day for her daughter. I mean, it was, they were sa- saving in every way possible that you can. And in my home, you know, um, her children would run around, you know, turning off the lights and, you know, you could tell that they Coup- had been... Coupons and yes, just whatever every, you yes, could. Yes, you yeah. could tell they had been taught to, yeah. to not be wasteful and to save. And so through our conversation, and getting to know her on that kind of personal basis, um, I just realized this is not okay. This is not okay because if her car, if she if she has something go wrong with her car, which we know is very expensive, um, needs a repair, what happens is if they don't have that money to take care of that, you lose a car, guess what happens next? You lose your job. Guess what happens next? You lose your home. Guess what happens next? You lose your kids. And they could have really good mamas. And, um, and all that started because they just simply could not pay to have their car fixed, which is a huge problem that we come across a lot. 
So in that, um, I just thought, you know, I can't, this is, you know, again, this is not okay with me and we've got to do something to help. Well, at that time it was getting close to Christmas and we, we knew that's an easy thing. We're going to help with Christmas. We're going to get Christmas for the kids. And um, so that's kind of how it started. God broke my heart for what breaks his. And so I began at the time I was um, teaching interdenominational Bible study and um, I would just go and share it with the ladies. And the next year we would have another mom that we would meet or hear about. And some of these were friends of, you know, people in my Bible study. Some of these went to, worked with them or went to church with them. And so we just kind of were like, well, let's do Christmas, right? Let's, we can get Christmas because this is, this is hard. And so it really kind of cultivated very organically through that. And the numbers just grew and we were able to help. My family was able to help outside of just Christmas. We were doing that. Again, I wasn't even thinking nonprofit. I was just thinking, what's the, you know, what's the need? Let's meet the need. And we were doing a pretty good job of that. Um, but as we, we, it grew every Christmas, there were more and more and more. And um, we're seeing this. And then people were becoming interested in the community. And they were like, well, what can we do? We would like to give more to this. Well, I didn't have a place for it to go because we were not a nonprofit. And I didn't want to be a nonprofit because of my assumptions of what that would be like. I loved these women. I was getting to know them. This was not something that I'm just throwing out this or that. I mean, I was getting very much involved. But they were, they were my heart. And I didn't ever want them to feel embarrassed or like they were a charity. Um, I wanted their dignity to be respected. So these are all my my assumptions, right? Like if we do a nonprofit, they're going to feel demeaned. They're going to feel embarrassed. And I have worked so hard to gain their trust and I'm going to protect them because I don't want them to ever feel like that. That would, that would, that would mean I had failed completely if they've Mm -hmm. lost their dignity. And so I was like, not doing it, not doing it. Well, thank you, but I don't have a place for that to go. Would you be willing to put it in a gift card and we can pay pay power, you know, that's kind of the and then over time um we were just getting a lot of a lot of encouragement through people wanting to get involved and i realized um you know what i mean selfish yeah you just gotta have a structure i mean selfish i'm afraid yes i can control if people treat others with dignity by saying this is what who we are i will not allow anyone to be involved unless they treat these women with the utmost respect and i was pretty um passionate about that and so Lori, how do you know tanya we met, um, I don't know, you know, when you've lived in Rome 20 years, somebody asked you that, and I just feel like always saying, like, well, we've always known each other. Yeah. But because we, it's Rome. I got involved in a Bible study that she was yeah. leading for a while, and so mm-hmm. that's really when we became closer, yes. So you, you you said you mentioned you led a Bible study. Are you active in ministry? What, what's, I am yeah, in okay. women's ministry. I've always, um, I've always, well, not always, I guess, but since we've moved here, um, I began to get involved in women's ministry, and I love scripture, and I love teaching the Bible, and um, he just, you know, completely changed my life, and so I just, I just love to share that and share him and talk about hard things. Like I really like to talk about hard things, like culturally what's going on. I like for us to learn. I like for us to be thoughtful, have good communication and dialogue, and so. So I taught um, for many years, and I still um, have a. I'm doing a little bit of a pause right now because some other things going on, but I still love it. And I have a Facebook page where I share devotions and you know short videos, and I text the ladies. And so I still have my women's ministry. Um, so my heart has always been for women, encouraging women, loving women. But it was never um, you know a nonprofit until this recently um, happened. So. I have, I guess, two different kinds of ministries that I, I love, and it's my my women just in general, all ages, stages of life, and then um, single moms. 
So what is your background? Where, like, where are you from? So I'm and how from you- Jackson, Mississippi. Well, Madison, Mississippi. And um, went to Ole Miss. Uh, this is where I Hotty do my... Toddy. <laughs> this, this, this is where we digress into college football. Yes, <laughs> yes. We talked about this a little bit. So, yeah, love the Rebels. Um. <laughs> you love you love the football and the fashion and the festive the festivals. The food. The, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, the food at the Grove. We yeah. spoke about the Grove yeah. and how awesome um, tailgating is there. Right. Yes. I have a... I have I've, a... I've been there. I love... I've visited there and I love the fact y'all are so hospitable and you, and you take your loss and you are still happy. <laughs> hey, hey, we're looking good. We're nice. looking good you, you this gotta, season. You, you do. You, uh, Lane Kiffin's a really good offensive coach. And lane yeah, train. Go, yeah. go. Yeah, yes, so, anyway, we're yeah, on the lane yeah, train. Yeah, but you, it is, I, I have loved my experiences in Oxford, <laughs> Mississippi. It is awesome as a when the Georgia Bulldogs have gone there infrequently over the years, but yes. Uh, yes. it's a great well, place. Well, and I have a son at Georgia right now, and so we're in Athens. And, so you, we, and you had a daughter at? Alabama. So, so you guys are as a mixed said, family and you still get along. As I said, somebody going to win. Somebody going to win. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Alabama yes. and Ole Miss play each other every year. So, uh, no, and we have we have beat Alabama. Yeah, and I'm I proud know. to say that. Yeah, okay. Um, we got Georgia coming up here pretty soon and I will be there. <laughs> well, welcome to, welcome to Athens, or as, as we call it, God's country. Because that G on the helmet's not just for Georgia. Oh, I see. Okay, that is good to know. That nice. is good to know. First time I've heard that. Flame. The the highway from Atlanta to Athens, Highway 316. Well, John 316. You know. Is that that a coincidence? I think not. Liney says the tide, the crimson tide, bleeds red. So we've got all kinds of little, yeah. Well, you can't get to Athens without going through Bethlehem. (laughs) (laughs) I got all kinds of. You really do. Yeah, you're loaded. That is. (laughs) But but let's get back to to your background. You you, you grew up in Mississippi, went went to Ole Miss. Yes, I went to Ole Miss. On purpose. <laughs> and then um, lived in New Orleans. My husband did his medical residency at Oshner Hospital there, and said that was that was fun. We loved that. And um, then yes, then we went lived in actually Florence, Alabama for a short time, and made our way here. And so we have been here for golly since two thousand and six, and we have loved it. And so we um, yeah, we're here to stay. So, and that's, you, you must have met in 2006 or thereabouts, even though you feel like you you've know, known each other forever. Yeah, it might have been when we first got here that we actually first met. And then I think, wasn't that right, Mary? Maybe when, did you homeschool? You homeschooled I did for, for a, a while. A, so yeah, I, I think did. that's when we met. Maybe so. Because I was homeschooling yeah. for, you know, yes. on and off for years. But yes. I think that's how we met initially. I think you're right. Yeah. And then when I was rolled into that Bible study, I was a single mom. Yeah. And uh-huh. so you really, you know, encouraged me in lots of ways mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting because you do have a whole bunch of kids. I do. <laughs> I do. I have, I have five. And so um, I was a single mom for eight years. So I also have a heart for these women that um, struggle. Yeah. I, you know, had, had lots of assets and, and, and I did, was not quite in a situation like that, but the worry and the strife is the same. Mm-hmm. And when you're an only, you know, the only parent um, that's, you know, there on the day to day, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to ask you uh, the, the, so as it, it has grown as it has grown mm-hmm. and you, and you have formed a nonprofit, where are the dads? Yeah. So, um, good question. And that is such a, um, a passionate thing for me, but, um, the moms are, there's a lot of different reasons that, you know, that, that have caused them to parent alone. Um, 
we have had widows where dad has passed away tragically. Sure, okay. Wonderful father. Sure. Um, tragically passed away in, in a tough situation. Um, we've had some were spousal abandonment, um, divorce. Um, but even divorce, there's kids. The dad should still. He should. He should. But that's not always the case. Mm. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of reasons um, that these things happen. Sometimes there's addiction. There's, sometimes there's abuse, adultery. Um, but it, it breaks my heart because, you know, there is something to be said for, you know, when you get involved in lives and you're talking to them and coming from a place of, of faith, I mean, I do read the scriptures and I know God, um, there's such a, um, a responsibility that we carry as men and women, as mothers and fathers. Okay, so you can, man, I can read the scriptures. And I, believe, I do believe that, you know, but when you get involved and you see what happens when dad exits, Oh, you see the reality of why God said what he did. Because the thing about it is, is when dad goes, mom takes on an incredible amount of responsibility. But it's also understanding that dad was always protector, whether he knew it or not. So when he leaves, sometimes those children and that mother can become bait for very bad people. Mm. And you see what happens when a protector leaves. And people are vulnerable, and somebody comes in, and what happens in that? And it breaks your heart because you know, you know you've know you read that, but now you're seeing the reality of that. And you know, kind of live in a world that's like, hey, you do you, boo. It's all good. You, you meet your personal needs, you, you, whatever you feel. And that is not true. We were made for more than that in life. We were made for more than just do do you boo. We were ma- made for more than than um, us fulfilling whatever we might think we need. We were made for family. We were made for community. We were made to pour into more than just ourselves. And we'll never find satisfaction if we live that way. And that's what you're seeing right now is you're seeing people aren't happy. Um, and it's because we do live in a society that encourages you do you, whatever you want. You make you happy. And the reality is... It doesn't work, and it doesn't make you happy because we were created to do more than that. Wow, that, that, that like that sixty seconds right there. She's good. She's good. <laughs> that yeah. we need to. I'm glad we're on the internet because that needs to go everywhere. It does um, it does we need our men? We need our women. Everybody has wonderful roles. Everybody has wonderful gifts to share, but they're both needed. And that's the reality. And we have a lot of little boys who are very upset that dad is not there. Oh, yeah. Both girls, too. But, I mean, boys want to identify with a male because that's their male. And so when daddy's not around, it makes them very angry. They have a right to be angry. I would be angry. And so we want to minister to that. We want to help that. What do they do with their anger? Do we just say, don't be angry? I'm not going to say that. That kid has a right to be angry. So what do we do with that? So how can we help with that? And that's where I get into going to where I'm not just a a handout for anybody. I am like, I want to hand up. I want to give them something to help them really tangible. What can I do to help in this situation? So you're not just... You're you're not just treating the symptoms. Exactly. You're just treating the disease. Well, this is the, this uh, is the exactly yeah, the hurt, the you, pain. If you yeah. listen long enough, you every single one of us has hurt. Okay, everybody. If you listen long enough, you're going to hear more, and you're going to begin to understand. And all these assumptions that you have, some may be right, but a large number are going to be wrong. And so, let's figure out what we need to do to help in that. Okay, so kind of get in the weeds here with me with with the organization. So. You 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 take donations to help with funding, but okay. So, are you providing? 
Are you providing housing? Are you providing so, helping paying thank bills? Thank you for asking are, for that. Are, what, right. what, what exactly Absolutely. are we doing? 100%. So some people think that we are um, someone who helps homeless people. And I'm like, okay, no. no. Um, I, I, there are a lot of organizations doing that, and we need to do that. But that is not what we're doing. Okay. Um, that is the first thing I try to help people understand. Our mothers are working. They have jobs. If they don't have a job, they're in school. Um, we do have something, some moms that have unique um, situations. We have one mom whose baby, incredibly sick, um, born with half a heart, child cannot go to daycare. The mother has no support. Um, she is, she loves her child, but she cannot let him go into a daycare. Well, he could die. He just, he just had a huge um, open heart surgery. Thankfully, he is, he is doing better. But, but those kind of circumstances, okay, well, we understand that. We understand you cannot work right now. And so we've got her working on other things so that when he gets better, you know, she's going to be ready to go because she is ready because she wants to work so bad. And so we do have some special circumstances such as that. But for the most part. But for the most part, everyone is working. Yep, working. Or these are are mothers who you do have working beside you at wherever your your place of employment is or maybe where you go to church. I've had a number of times I've gone and spoken at churches and a mom will come up to me because they don't want anybody to know. Even at church, they're embarrassed. And they do not look like they need help because what they want to do is convey that they are doing just fine. And so they will come up and whisper to me, you just spoke about me. That's me. And I will just whisper back. You just call me, text me, you know, email me. We will, we will help you. But they were trying to protect that dignity because they are embarrassed. Sure. And so they are not going to look like they need help. They're not. And so um, that's the first time I try to tell people like, they are not going, most of my mothers would not ask for help. They still, this is still an issue. I will have to check on them to make sure they're doing okay because they will not tell me. They will not tell me. And so they just feel embarrassed. It's the good kind of pride we all hope, you know, we have, but it's it can come, it can actually work against you in times where you really do need help, you yeah. know. Um, but I respect them for that. I just don't want something bad to happen because they are, they just, they need some help right now. And so, um, yeah. So the help manifests itself the, out. Thank I mean, you. Yeah. Thank you. The help. Okay. So yes, we do help if there is a bill that is outstanding or they cannot, they cannot um, pay it. That's again, like cars, things like that. It's, right. it's a problem. Yeah. They can have something come up that they just don't have the extra funds for. Um, sponsoring sometimes their children at school activities. It's very important for kids to have an activity that they are proud of, that they are able to immerse themselves into, grow a skill, a talent. This is very important to the emotional health of the child. So if we want to help sponsor a child at, uh, with at, you know athletics or whatnot at school, um, getting the equipment or whatever that means, we'll do that. Um, counseling, we this is, a, this is an expensive one, <laughs> so we don't have a, a ton reserved for that, but we do try to help get them counseling um, or the children counseling if that's needed which they're obviously that that would be helpful with most of our moms um regarding some of the emotional things going on with emotional the, with the, yeah, things yeah, yeah. it's just hard stress it's and stress the, and, and, a lot of the well and some of the ones divorced i have one that just fell into depression because that was never what she wanted like it's all right you when know, you get married you don't think that you that's don't think yeah, that yeah, and so they get, get they get their great moms but they kind of get in a dark place of just man what is this going to look like now for me and the kids and so it's um 
you know, we want to help them through that, you know. So sometimes it's counseling. Um, it can be clothing for the kids starting back at school or going through needing coats. We have a, right now we're starting our Christmas drive, and we um, we basically take care of Christmas for these mothers. And it is such a joy. It is so much fun. And what I tell the moms is I want you to tell me what they want. Do not do not just tell me anything. Do not just tell me, you know, a pair of shoes. What do they see the other kids have that they want? I want to know specifically because if they don't tell me, I'm going to put it down there anyway because it's dignity. It's dignity for these children and God cares about dignity. And so we try to make Christmas, we try to go a Above and beyond for Christmas. And sometimes this is all they get all year. Sometimes they don't get birthday gifts. They don't get, you know, other things. And so what we do at Christmas is going to, I mean, I'm going to blow it out of the water if I can. And so we have Sign Up Genius where we list all the gifts individually. And like I said, we try to put links on there. We try to get super specific to make it easy for some donors. We all know Christmas is expensive. We all know there's a lot for us to do. So they don't have to get that specific thing, but we want to make it as easy as possible for them. And so if they just want to hit a link, you know, get it and send it to us or, you know, bring it to collection day, whatever. We're going to make it as easy as possible for them. And if they want to get something else, that's fun too, but we're going to try to be specific. Well, Christmas is expensive, especially with a bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like how many, how, how many is it, does it range from one kid it to ranged, multiple kids? It and, does. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I would say they're not just multiple. Like I would say the average is two or three. Yeah. Um, we have several, they just have one. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of families that are a little bit larger than that, but I would say the average is two or three. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we just try to really um, provide for that need and um, do our best to make that holiday really special. How did, how did you come up with the name? Hope for hearts. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's the number four, right? Yes, 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 yes. That's the number, yeah. So the number didn't necessarily have a huge meaning. It was more of the hope part. Yeah. Um, because we just believe that that God is hope and, and Christ came at Christmas, obviously, and this was all birthed at Christmas, right? And so hope is a huge part. Hope heals, hope um, strengthens, hope gives encouragement. Hope is um is light, you know? And so it is when I see someone struggling. The first thing I do is want to provide some form of hope. Don't just say, I'm going to pray for you. I mean, yes, we're going to pray. Absolutely, we're going to pray. But we're going to do more than that, too. I mean, because that's, that's evidence in Scripture. That's what Jesus did. I mean, he, did, he, he loved them, and he talked to them, spoke to them, poured into them, told them the truth. But guess what he did, too? He met needs. So that's what we try to do. You know, we, we love them. We want to help them. We're going to pray for them. But we're, we are going to help if they, if they want us to be involved. Maybe the answered prayer is you helping meet the needs. Yeah. That well that's it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? And and through that and they don't have to believe they don't have to be Christian. They don't we're not forcing anything on them. Absolutely not. I tell them he loves them because I mean, I've done so much in my life and we share that, but we definitely let them know that is not what you ha- you do not have to be of faith for us to help you. Let right. me just say that. Yeah, that was, Very, that, was, that was another question on my list Oh, here. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. You do not have to be of faith. Um that is that is personal choice and we honor that. Um, and we respect that. And, you know, so, um, but yes, that's, we do share that that's what's gotten us involved. But yeah. So, are, Laura, are you involved or are you just friends with Tanya from way back? Or uh? I have, um, I have been involved. I have a, um, somebody I used to work with that, that joined, is, is a single mom, very hardworking and has a special needs child. And so um, I got involved a couple years mm-hmm. ago and, um, sponsored her and then through Hardy Realty I know that 
several of the people that work there have sponsored Mm -hmm. some of the moms at Christmas time, but it is a really easy way to give. Um, They run a tight ship. It's very organized. Um, You know, that the, y'all have the, the drop-offs and, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's just an easy way to feel that you're doing something for somebody. And, and these women have been vetted, you know, they, like Tanya says, very carefully. Mm -hmm. And, and I was going to ask you that, Mm -hmm. how are you referred? And then how many moms do y'all have right now at Christmas time? That's a good question. So the, um, that's, yes, the vetting is, is a, is, um, important for me to kind of go through and explain. Um, we do have referrals. They do not have to be referrals, but we do kind of like to know someone that we can contact. Um, sometimes they will contact us on social media or through our website or so much as word of mouth. I mean, we, we get, um, information from churches and and businesses, you know, just a lot of word of the mouth. Um, so the vetting process is fill out the application, and then we make a phone call. We talk to them. We ask a lot of other questions to know kind of what's going on, what the situation is, to see if they're a good fit. Um, and then we kind of, depending on what that is, get involved in a, in a small amount, kind of small way as we get to know them. And then the second portion of the vetting is having um, one of our team members call and try to go through their finances. What's going on? You know, how much specifically do you have? Like, can we help you to figure out how we can do that better? Let's look at that. We also encourage them for the ones that are um, in an age bracket, because we do have some grandmoms, obviously, um, but in an age bracket, bracket that will um, might be able to go back to school. We encourage that. We will get, uh, we'll really help them in whatever way we need to get them to return to school to get a better degree, to have a better job. And it's amazing. That's been something new we've been doing in the past couple of years. And it's been amazing to watch because they are so ready. All they needed was just somebody to support, encourage, maybe point them in the right direction, tell them they can do it. And man, they are on it. And so we do kind of talk about like, let's make sure there are jobs in that particular degree. Let's make sure they're going to pay enough to sustain, you know, your kids, um, you know, three, two or three kids and your, your payments and all your bills, all that. Let's look, really look at what you're thinking about majoring in to make sure that when you finish, this is really going to help you. We don't want you wasting your time. Right. And so, um, so yes, we've just been excited to see so many of them just jump on that. And so that's been a new part of our, um, our ministry is just say, hey, listen, you know, we want you financially free or financially in a better place. You don't have to feel this, you know? And and so if we can do that through going back to school, man, we're going to help you there. And then, of course, there are some that can't do that, and that's okay. We're going we're gonna to still be there for them and support them and encourage them. Do you have a – do you have a – lack of a better word, storefront, or is it wherever you are in your cell phone? And that's you, it. That's <laughs> it. This phone is everything. I have about 16 women on my team, and we all do so much with our phones. Like, it's crazy because there's not really, like, when we meet with them, they don't have a lot of time. I mean, they're busy. They are working, and they are with kids. And so we do so much through our phone. But um, we do try to meet with them if they, if they you know, have the time to meet. But there's really not a need for us to have a place yeah. um, because we're going to go wherever well, they— an added expense for a nonprofit to have to worry it about. Yes, it yeah. is. And we don't get paid. None yeah. of us get paid. We're all volunteers. Yeah. And so our thing is we want to meet wherever they can meet when they can meet. And that is at a different, that may be at, you know, a restaurant at seven o'clock or it may be on a Saturday morning somewhere, but we're going to go wherever they want to go. So we don't have a particular place. 
but yeah. our phone we do do a lot. Of the runs. <laughs> well, that's just that's the way the way that's the way people do business now, especially <laughs> right real estate. That's what I say. If my phone hits the lake, I, I'm in trouble <laughs> because it's my life. Yeah. Yeah. My business, yeah, yeah. It's so true. Yeah, but you do you do have a central little lo- location, but ninety percent of your time you're probably out and about, aren't right. you? Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> yes. See as most many people as you can in a day. So true. show yeah. houses, mm-hmm. sell houses. Mm-hmm. But, but Hardy has always had a good heart, and in, in this Hardy Helps campaign, you mentioned so many of your realtors there involved in things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that that culture exists, you just talk about that culture inside the building at Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think, you know, service before self, for sure. Um, Putting others, um, you know, before us. And I think that uh, that's the culture there from the top down. And so it's, it's brought us a lot of wonderful things, you know, you put things in the right order, and, and then generally, you, you have your own success, too. So well, so you've gotten support from Hardy. Do you do you want to mention any others that support you, or is that sort of private? Or um, well, I'd like to also. I, I usually like to have permission for yeah. that, but we do have a lot of local churches and businesses that are extremely, extremely supportive. Yeah. Um, but I try to get permission as far as yeah, sharing yeah, that information. Yeah. Because yeah. some sure. some people don't want people to know, and then others are like, "That's fine," you know. Yeah. Of course. But um, but we are very thankful, and we we do um, offer to go go to businesses, go to churches, share what we do. Um, it's just important to try to get the word out. And it's also helping businesses and churches because we know that single moms, moms exist in there. So we're not just going to say, hey, would you help support, you know, moms and kids in the community? But we're also here to say, hey, do you have any moms or kids that need help? Well, it's just been amazing to us. Like we, I've had doctors call me and say, hey, listen, um, one of my employees is really struggling and um, I know she needs y'all, and they they have been very helpful in giving to that, you know, and saying we will we will do whatever we have to. But I know she needs like another some females in her life to give her encouragement and support, and financially they would they would give, and then um, you know so they weren't just saying you go do this. I mean they were giving to us as well to help her. But um, so I've had people call and tell me you know, their stories. And we had somebody um, to build a home for one of our moms. Wow. Um, a brand new home. And we were so excited. So we've got a, a mom and her two kids living there now. And um, she is one just quick story of her because she's so amazing. I have several that are so amazing. But she started out working as a waitress. She would walk to work every day, uh, walk home until she could afford a car. And then she was able to get a car, very um, loyal to her workplace, and worked there for quite a, quite a time. And we got involved in her life and just encouraged her, go back to school, you know, you are so smart. And she did. She went back and got her degree. She now has a, her own business. Um, and she is, um, and she's just, she is actually going to be speaking at a leadership event. She's just amazing. And really all it took was, you know, encouragement and some help. Have you ever heard of an organization that Warwick Dunn uh, does called Homes for the Holidays? All right, Warwick Dunn is a former pro football player, and I know him back from my TV sports casting days. And he was uh, being raised by, he and his siblings being raised by a single mom, and she was a police officer, and she was killed in the line of duty. Mm. Um, but, you know, he becomes a pro football player, and he starts this organization. And I think there's some synergy here that maybe. What he takes working single moms mm. and works with some big corporations in Atlanta and uh, gets them a house wow. furnished, um, 
So maybe there's a candidate yeah. in your pool that could also a- apply there. Absolutely. Um, it's good to know. Because, because yeah, the criteria is, you know, they, they do the, the the background checks and the financial checks. You know, the, the moms are working. Mm-hmm. They just need a little help. If, if I can get in a house with my kids, we can have a neighborhood and a school. And my job will pay the bills, but I can't get to that place I need to get to. Because of a deadbeat dad or right. something. Well, and um, that is so interesting that you said, that, you know, this mom, before we had the house um, built for her, she was living in a situation in our neighborhood that she just did not trust. And she was afraid for her kids to be outside their apartment. And so she would not let them go outside. And she's got a teenager, preteen boy and um, little girl. And she just was like, they, they are not allowed to go outside. And so they were there for, I can't remember how many years it was, before maybe five or six um, before we were able to have this amazing um, donor build this home for them. And so, but you're also pulling them out of, you know, situations that are not good to grow up in and you're giving them a neighborhood that's going to be safer. And so it's, it's does, it does a lot. Yeah. They, they, they're searching for the stability that they can't quite afford yet, but exactly. yet everywhere else they're technically stable. 100%. So yeah, anyway, yeah 100%. I, I just thought maybe, maybe you should look into that organization because there's maybe, yes. You know, I, I don't know how many he does every year. He used, but it was several per year, and maybe there's a candidate in our area that would. I don't know. Yes, thank I, you I, for I that. Thank you for that. Yes, but, for sure. And where did he go to college, Roger? <laughs> he went to Florida State. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, We're but, having a good year. I mean, come on. You're having a great you throw year. Throw me a bone. You're having a great year. And George, I, I lived. Georgia and Florida State. More than a State, decade. We, of... we might play in a playoff. I'm not going to talk smack to okay. you. To you, you're good. very good. Good. You, you know, you leading met. Garnet and Gold over here. You want well. at Clemson? You you guys are really, really, really good. I, I don't want to say you're back yet because you got to keep winning. But right, we don't want to say we're back either. We don't want to <laughs> jinx anything. But, but I am going to see Chief Osceola on his horse this. Saturday at three thirty, <laughs> okay. in Tallahassee, and it's it's going to be it's one of the great pregame traditions of of any college anywhere. Arguably the best well, mascot I mean, in college football. Hello, Uga is really? the number one a mascot. Dog? He, Sports Illustrated declared it. I have the cover. Please. America's number one mascot, Uga. I have it framed. Okay. Everybody, everybody else is going for number two. Sorry, we digress. Love that. I told I love you, that. If, if college football comes up or Elvis Presley I'm off Listen, on my own little tangents I love it nice uh, I and Elvis Presley is from Mississippi well this I know Tupelo yes, I yeah absolutely <laughs> listen my husband is a huge fan huge fan uh well uh, yeah I, I kind of grew up that way myself so it's just kind of crazy um okay so um kind of any final thoughts what can people do to apply or what can people yes. do to support you is there a website what? absolutely so um yes there is a there is a website it is www.hopeforheartsgeorgia.org and you would it was the number 4 and then georgia is ga so okay. so so hope the number 4 hearts ga that's correct. dot org. dot org. And that, dot yes. org. Yeah. And that is um, that is our website, and we will have a link that goes to the Christmas drive to where they can um, look at the gifts, and we also are on social media, um, so, so no, Facebook, so do, Instagram. Do you take like for everything from five bucks to? We do, uh, we to, do, and never, you know. Again, I know that some people are like, "Oh, well, five dollars is not," you know, and I'm like, "You don't understand. Yeah. That is that is. We we would love to have that. that. You know, it's so important." And I know this sounds silly, maybe to some people. I don't know. It probably doesn't to a lot of those that have gone through the preteen teen years, but. A little gift card for a teenager to go and get, you know, a fast food or a, 
you know, Starbucks, that's a big deal to them. And, I, you know, it just means a lot. And so those $5 cards to get a coffee sometimes are very, they, they really do impact um, more than people know. You know, so it's, you know, again, every little bit counts. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So your, your website is yes. hearts for, www.hopeforheartsga.org. That's correct. And then um, if that, the, the, the um, application is on there as well, um, email us if you have questions or want to get in touch with us. And that is relief at hopeforhearts.org. And so, um, yes, just would, you know, we are here. We would love to get people involved or share a little bit more. Again, we can go to, go to businesses or churches and share what we do. Um, it's a really, it's really great. And especially with Christmas coming up, we do try to um, have everything collected early because we do give it to the, to the moms by December 1. And the reason we do that is because we want them to just lay eyes on the gifts and realize they did come in so you can rest and you can now enjoy until Christmas, that's yeah. it. Because you just don't want them waiting until December twenty first to know if their kids are going to have Christmas, right? So we do it very early, but it also kind of gets it out of the way, honestly. Because y'all know Christmas, it gets so busy. There is some Christmas craze that goes on at our house, and so it's good to just kind of get that off the check that off the list. Yeah, I just I wish there was something we could do. You know, I understand the unusual circumstances or the 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 father passed away yeah. or things like that. But these guys that are out there that are working and are just not stepping up yep. and have just walked away. Yep. Mm. That's anyway. Yes. Well, uh, and you, and you were right. And I think getting, I think it's the message that is, is again, spread in our culture and our society that says it's okay to do what you want to do. And that is not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And, and, you know, and, and Lori, you could probably attest to this too. A lot of times they picture what upsets me too, is they will, the television and movies and all this will picture single moms being this, you know, Hey, we can do it all. You know, we can be highly successful. We can have kids. We can do everything. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, Okay, that's not what we see here. That may be in celebrity world. That may be where you are and making whatever you're making so you can have people go and rage. I don't know, but I'm just saying the reality of that is not true. But these young kids, they look at that on TV and they're like, oh, yeah, we can just do it all. And it just sends a wrong message. It's the wrong message being sent. It is for sure. Not what's best for the kids. No, you know, no, it's not. We should stick with God's design. Yes, it, it works. Mm-hmm. It really works. All right. Final thoughts from from Hardy or how people can reach you if they want to buy or sell a house? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you know, you can always um, get me on my cell phone. It's easy to find a realtor. So um, and and I, I split my time. We've got a we've got a great um, office in Cartersville now on Main Street there downtown. Really beautiful space. So we've got this office on Hardy on Broad and Hardy on Main now in Cartersville. And we've got um, our place on Martha Berry. So. We've got some some good spots. Beautiful. Um, well, thank you so much. This was very interesting. Thank um, you. And and hope we help to get the word out, especially at this time of year. So Appreciate that so so, much. so, uh, so people uh, people can step up. So again, that's hope for the number four. Hope for heartsga.org. That's it. Beautiful. Thank, thank you, you, ladies. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show here on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios in downtown Rome, Georgia. I'm Roger Maynus. Thank you so much for listening.